Blog Talk Radio. the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, and you are listening to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio today. We are on a different day. Normally, we broadcast on Tuesdays uh, from 10 a.m. Central Time, but today, due to schedules, we are doing a Monday show, and this is live, so feel free to call in and join us if you'd like. You can always use the chat box as well. We would love to Love to hear what you have to say and um, answer any questions that you that you may have. For those of you that are new to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, I just want to give you a little background and information about who we are and why we do what we do. Bottom line is my mom had dementia for 30 years, and it was a life-changing experience for me, one that made me... Um, feel really strongly that we needed to do things in a different fashion. And so I started Alzheimer's Speaks as a blog just to talk about, you know, my feelings as a a care partner for my mom, family issues, and resources that I found. From there, it grew to a website and um, just kept growing. Um, So now we have the radio show, we do webinars, and I speak all around the, the country on dementia. I think it's really important that we raise everyone's voice and that we disseminate all the information and tools that are out there that can help people. Absolutely um, critical at its core once dementia touches your family. We know that by joining forces and just sharing these everyday um, conversations that we have here on Alzheimer's Speaks, that we can really shift what it's like to live with life with dementia. Not only can we help remove stigmas attached to memory loss and help those live living with the disease live with purpose, but together we can also help people understand the true needs and the massiveness of this disease and how it affects not only the person with dementia and those that care for them, but our society at large. We can help remove the fear and get rid of the isolation that so many are suffering with. At our core, Alzheimer's Speaks believes that collaboration is the only way that we're going to win this battle. And I know it's working because of all of your likes and clicks that you're sharing. Because because of you, we were named the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's by ShareCare, which is the largest health and wellness website, and uh, Dr. Oz. And again, that would not have happened without all of your help. So I really have to... um, applaud each of you for all your likes and shares. You know, when you pass information on about this disease, knowing it or not, you are um, increasing awareness. You're making information available to those in your circle that you might not know have even been touched by this disease because we don't talk about this disease. It's kind of a little taboo issue And so the more information we can get out to people, the more likely they're going to tap into it when when the time is right for them, when they're comfortable. So we'd love you to to join the conversation today. And you can do that by dialing in at 714-364-4757. Again, that's 714-364-4757. Or you can utilize the chat box and um, type in a question or a comment. I'll be checking that throughout the show. Now, before I introduce our guest today, who I'm very excited to have with us, they've got some cool technology that they've developed. Um, I'd like to always give a shout-out to some of my favorite organizations. 
and um <clears throat> I have to apologize. I'm still getting over this virus here, so my my throat is kind of coming and going <laughs> going a little bit, so bear with me. The Purple Angel Project, which was started by Norms McNamara over in the UK and Jane Moore, is now in over 17 countries. And this is the new global symbol for dementia. It costs no money, takes very little time, and has a huge effect. So if you're interested in that, and if you're here in the U.S., go to alzheimerspeaks.com, click on our About page, and you'll see a tab for the Purple Angel. We would love you to join the cause. Many people dealing with Alzheimer's disease are looking for an association in their area. And I recommend going to Alzheimer's Disease International. Not only will they be able to find you the the closest location to you, they're going to have global research and statistics for you as well. Because ADI, or Alzheimer's Disease International, is the association of all the associations around the world. If you're here locally in Minnesota, I give a big shout-out to uh, Health Star Home Health, absolutely fabulous home care organization. Love their philosophy, their people, uh, their staff have been trained as Alzheimer's whispers. They truly do get this market. Um, another organization you might want to check into is Rock with Dementia by Wayne Mesker. And this is something they started just this last fall where they had a lot of concerts around the world and they're hoping to expand that even more to raise not only awareness but maybe some funding for dementia. And then there is a new study out, um, clinical study, that some people might want to check into. You can go to alzheimerstudy.com or if you don't want to write that down, just go to my homepage and Right at the top, you'll see a, a big uh, button there that you can go to, a big graphic, and you can click and see if you qualify for the study. Um, this study is for uh, Alzheimer's patients that are in the moderate stage. So see if you qualify for these research studies. Know that there is um, no insurance that is needed for this, and it might be something that could really change not only um your loved one's life, but uh, people affected in the future. We really need people to sign up for these studies if we're going to find a cure for this disease. The um, Alzheimer's uh, Dementia Action Alliance is a fairly new organization here in the U.S. too that I would encourage people to check out. And their website is www dot d a a for dementia action alliance now d a a now dot org um again you'll find great information there they really want to change how the u s deals with dementia and help people become more friendly and um suitable to support those dealing with this disease also want to give a shout out to alzheimer's research prevention uh Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, they come as a more holistic approach. So if you're looking at diet, exercise, meditation, that would be a great place to go. And then many people are dealing with a variety of types of dementia. Last I heard, there's over 200 types. But the most common are Alzheimer's, which again, you can go to Alzheimer's Disease International, or Lewy body dementia, or frontal temporal lobe, you hear a lot about each of those has their own national organization, and they can help you with specific symptoms and support services for those diseases. Um, and then the National Aphasia Association works more with um, speech and um, word loss and, and things associated with speech. And so um, I would recommend if anyone's having any of those types of problems, check out the National Aphasia Association. Last, I just want to point out a couple of um, more social engagement organizations. One is called Alzheimer's Music Connect. I'm a big believer in the power of music with dementia. And um, they have a patent-pending technology, which helps people engage up to three hours more after listening to their music. Also, Puzzle With Me and Jiminy Wicket um, are both some social games that people can can uh, engage with. So Puzzle With Me is exactly what it says. It's puzzles 
that are specifically designed for uh, adults with dementia. And Jiminy Wicket is a adaptive croquet game, which um, is really fun. I've actually actually played that, but a lot a lot of fun. So let me go and introduce our guests today. Um, very excited to have uh, these two men with us. Um, first, I'm going to introduce Sohan Japa, and he is the co-founder and the leading business development um, manager of, of their operations. Prior to um, joining Droplet, which is a really cool product we're going to be talking about today, um, Sohan spent almost a decade in product development and healthcare. He met his teammate while working at the medical device startup, and then they later went on to complete his MBA from Stanford Graduate School of Business. And he spent two years as a consultant at McKenzie and Ideal, and he has completed four years of medical school at Stanford. So brilliant man who is doing some really, really cool things. So Sohan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Lori, for having us. We're excited to be here and talk about Droplet. Well, good. I'm going to go ahead and introduce your <clears throat> your co-partner here and co-founder, Joshua North, and um, he is the leading engineering and product development um, manager uh, with Droplet. And Josh has over 15 years of experience developing hardware and software for medical devices and consumer electronics. Josh received his BS and MS degrees in mechanical engineering at Stanford, and another MS in computer science from SJSU. Um, when he's not debugging code and uh, soldering prototypes together or studying for uh, his geometry, uh, he runs marathons and he does some kiteboards in the San Francisco Bay, which is always uh, very fun. So welcome, Joshua. How are you today? Uh, thank you. I'm doing well, and I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're—I—I I was just fascinated with your product here, and so I'm—I'm I'm really excited to have you guys on and to talk about what it is you're doing and how this could benefit um, the dementia industry as a whole and caregivers. But even broader than that, I mean, just about anybody in the world at any age could benefit from this product, which I think is even even better. But before I, I go into some of the questions regarding Droplet, I just always like to ask our, our guests if they have ever been touched personally by a family or friend member with dementia. And Sohan, I'm going to throw that to you first and just let us know, um, has that ever been an issue for someone uh, you know? So not personally. Uh, while I was in med school, you know, we it's a very common condition, and so I have taken care of patients with uh, varying stages of Alzheimer's. Okay, great. How about you, Joshua? Have you been personally touched by dementia at all? Um, my my grandmother, uh, who passed away many years ago, um, towards the end of her life, she, she had a very long and, and rich life, but uh, she, yeah, she was... Um, she had a bit of dementia uh, when she went, um, but yeah, um, we we didn't. You know, she was in an assisted living situation, so we didn't have to manage her uh, ourselves. So that, but it must it was very difficult. Okay, okay, yeah, it's a it's a challenging disease for so many families, and and one that is growing. And you know, we're just hearing these numbers. Uh, you know, rising and more and more individuals uh, dealing with this, uh, with this, uh, with the symptoms as a whole. Um, Joshua, can you tell us where did the inspiration for Droplet come from? Sure. Uh, well, I think we've all been in the situation of having to remember um, medication or, or various household chores, and I think we've also all been in the situation of uh, forgetting to do them or. <clears throat> Um, just wishing that there was a more effective reminder system, um, and that was that was probably the the real seed of the idea was how do we make a better reminder system. Once we started really exploring that that uh, problem, um, we realized that uh, it could be used probably 
um, most seriously and most effectively for treating, uh, for, for helping people um, with their medication. Okay. Um, anything that, you, that you'd like to add to that, Sohan? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we, as Josh was saying, we started out with something that was very basic, you know, kind of a problem that everyone, a lot of people have, right? I think something like three out of four Americans are on prescription meds. And then if you include everyone that's taking some sort of vitamin or supplement, you know, that number's even higher. And, you know, we started there, and I think the team has this medical background, and that's where our passion um, you know, kind of starts from, and we were just so um, kind of surprised by the response we got from people saying, oh, like, we could use this for so many other things. And so over that time, the products really evolved to be both a reminder device and sort of this Internet-connected button that you can really use for anything. And we we still are getting folks coming to us uh, with sort of new ideas on how to use it. So uh, just being there for that process has been uh, very humbling and eye-opening for us. Okay, I can I can imagine uh, lots of lots of feedback when you're trying to pull something like this together, especially when it's it, you know it it appears to be such an easy process. Um, can you tell us, um, and I'll throw this to Sohan, can you tell us how does the system work? Because it, it looks, it, it's, I mean, it's got a sleek design, it's cute, um, and it looks very easy to be able to utilize. So can you explain to our audience a little bit about how the system works? How do, how do, they, how do they set it up? Yeah, definitely. And I think the key word there, Lori, was easy. So we've really taken uh, a lot of time and effort to try to make it just super simple, very intuitive. So the way it works is there's three basic components, right? So we've got the droplets, which are the buttons. There's a smart hub that you plug into any electrical outlet. And then there's a smartphone component. So let's say you're trying to keep track of your daily vitamins, right? I take one of the droplets, I attach it to my bottle, and most days I'm pretty good. So, you know, I take my vitamin in the morning, and then I just tap droplet, and that tap gets recorded through the Smart Hub and then gets recorded onto our secure servers. And let's say there's a day that I forget, right? So I obviously don't go to my bottle, and I don't tap droplet. So the system knows that, hey, we didn't recognize the tap today. He must have missed his medication. And so then it sends a notification to our smartphone uh, saying, hey, Sohan, you've missed your vitamin today. And so it's a pretty basic system. And the other key thing here is you actually don't need a smartphone. So you could set this up such that the reminder is actually a phone call through a landline. So obviously the you know great example of this would be let's say you had a grandma that you wanted to set this up for you could go to her house set the system up and you know all she has to do is every time she takes her medication she just taps on droplet and then you as the caregiver would get the notification if she missed and you could also set it up that she gets a phone call if she misses so again the system is very easy to use, very easy to set up, and you can use this for a number of things. Uh, obviously, you know, the biggest one is medication or vitamin. Okay. Um, now, with this, you know, one of the one of the problems and, and um, one of the solutions, you know, with people with dementia can be taking their medications um, in a timely fashion. A lot of times uh, care partners will say, you know, I've put them out on the counter, I've got a note next to them, and um, I'll call them, I'll ask them to take their pills, they'll say they have, and then I come home and I see that they're still on the counter. Um, I'm assuming with this that, that they could get some some false readings if a person pushed it and still didn't take their pill. Um, I, I would imagine that that could be the case, but it could also be a great connector for a person to feel relieved that they have 
indeed taken their pills. A lot's just going to depend on how far somebody is um, down the process um, with this disease. Um, is that correct? Yeah, you, you hit on a, an important point, which is that, um, you know, unless uh, unless we're physically standing there monitoring somebody else taking pills, it's very hard to ensure um, that they're taking their medication. But w- what the device that we're making and um, is it's going to help people who are trying to take medication, who are who want to remember or who are actively engaged with their um, with their own health. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not a perfect system because you're absolutely right. There there's a person could press the button and not take their medication, but it it means that rather than just sort of saying oh well I forgot or you know I, I just didn't remember today you the person would actually have just needed to commit to lying. Um, so mm-hmm. it sort of ups the stakes of um, of taking the medication. Uh, so, but it is, you know, there's no there's no per- perfect system. Even um, my mother works uh, in in rest homes in New Zealand, and she says that um, some of some of the people in her care will, even when she is standing there, will do what they can to avoid the medication. So it's not it's not a it's not a perfect system, and I think that that should be understood. But it is better than say, yeah, leaving a post-it note sitting on the counter next to a bunch of pills and not having any system of of knowing when somebody has even, you know, looked at the pills <laughs> that day. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that that's a really good point that you made, that even, you know, when you give somebody a pill in person, they can pocket the pill and spit, spit it out later. All that kind of stuff can still happen. Um, the, the next, um, I think the trackability, because sometimes we forget um, to make ourselves a note, and this is all documented, and um, and so you know, and I mean, you can still go back and check, but then you can say, okay, they've pushed the button, the pill is still there, and you'll be able to um, you'll be able to see maybe how many times that's happened, and and you know, be able to give that information to the doctor. Uh, in a in a simple format, is that correct? It, it does it track it every time, so you can go back and look at a history, or, or did I miss something there? Exactly. Uh, so our app uh, records every time you successfully tap droplet. So you know, again, let's say you're taking you know a diabetic medication, just as an example you will have a record of all the days mm-hmm. that you've su- successfully taken it. And that's great information for a healthcare provider who's you know, trying to make sure that you're sort of hitting your health targets. So absolutely, that, that is something that um, we've created and that's in the system currently. Okay. So that, that would be a huge help to both family and um and the doctors and, and professionals at large, because then you can show patterns. Because most of us are so busy, it's difficult to document. Or if we document, it's a sticky pad here and a notebook over here, and doesn't always get in the same spot. So I would think that that would really, really be helpful. Another place, um, you know, that this could be used is even you know in the bathroom because people worry about you know are they voiding um or are they eating you know did they go get their lunch um out of the refrigerator or wherever now i have a kind of a silly question but i'm just going to throw it out there i'm assuming that this has to kind of stay in a normal temperature control so you couldn't put it let's say on a tupperware container in the refrigerator that they pulled out it would have to be on the outside of the refrigerator is that is that a correct yeah, assumption? That's, that's not a silly question at all. Uh, but you're right. There are there are some limitations to the system. So, um, the uh, this device is a it's actually very small. It's about the size of a of an American quarter. Um, it, it is battery powered, and batteries really don't like uh, really cold temperatures. So it would work better on the outside of the fridge. Um, I'm not I'm not 100 percent certain that it wouldn't work if you put it in the fridge but yeah we're we're not recommending people do that um, well in, in chances, yeah i, I if did want to mention the... about the tracking mm-hmm. oh, yeah about, about the tracking behaviors there's um with with medication and repeated tasks there's often times when um we you know we've done a thing so many times that we're our, our brains aren't very good at uh, forming new memories of that so um uh, for example, my wife takes her her prenatal vitamin every day, and she, 
she's done it so many times that now she doesn't actually remember. So she'll she'll take the pill and then 15 seconds later she'll wonder if she's taken it. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you if you have a running record like our system provides, then you always you can always look back and look at not only the the your sort of month long history or your year long history of taking medication, but also like 30 seconds ago history. Did I actually do this task? So. Mm-hmm. Which makes a which makes a lot of sense. Um, the uh, you know there's so many different variables. You know we can we can talk about how the person with dementia could use this, which would need to be more in the earlier stages. Um, needless to say, but also for the care partner, just to say I've done that. I've got a recording. You know this is the time. Um, you know this is the date. Um, and, and it could be all kinds of things from medications to bathing to doing the laundry going grocery shopping taking out the garbage um doing doing the bills um it's really endless in terms of the types of uses uh, maybe it's even for going for a walk if you know just to be healthy and um making sure you know things are moving around or checking the mail um lots of different lots of different ways to be able to track um you know movement and tasks and and just kind of life in general um cuz things it, things are so busy these days it's hard to keep up with all the things that we're supposed to do and how we're how we're supposed to do them or when we're supposed to do them um have you had um have you had people kind of test this out and um and gotten any any feedback on the prototypes? I know you're just in the process of kind of doing the Kickstarter um, program to really launch this, but have you have you done any test markets with this, uh, Sohan? Yeah, we have a number of demo units out in the field currently, and um, I have one unit in my house actually, and I use it for my daily vitamins. And um, you know, it's it's interesting because I before I had the system, I would have my vitamins sitting on my dresser, and I literally would see it every day, but I would still sometimes forget, right? Mm-hmm. And once I started using the system, it would, you know, those days I would forget, it would send me a reminder. And so since then, I've been just a lot more consistent with it. And I think one one piece of feedback we have gotten, which I think is a great idea and is at the top of our um implementation list is basically sort of the option to have it having like a a little bit of a snooze feature. So let's say I've forgotten my medication. I would keep getting notifications until Mm -hmm. I've gone up to the button and pressed it, right? Okay. So that way it just holds you accountable, right? Because if you're going to get up to go hit the button, at that point you're going to take the pill or the vitamin anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's something we've heard uh, and we're working on integrating. Okay. Um, one other question. You know, I know that let's say you 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 know have pushed the button or you haven't pushed the button. Do you have to go to the smartphone or a computer to check that, or is there anything on the device that lets you look at it immediately so you can know that you've fulfilled that requirement for the day? Um, yeah. There's the 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 way the system works is that um, you you only need the smartphone just to set it up to give it the the in-home Wi-Fi information, but the reminders can come through any which way you want. Uh, so most of the the smarts of the droplet system are actually online. So that means um, if you want to, uh, you can you can get the reminders as, as Sohan mentioned. You can get the reminders as the pre-recorded um, uh, phone call on on your landline. But it also means that um, you can access your data. You can look at everything that's happening on the system through the web page. So, yeah, we we thought that this device um, would be really appropriate for a large number of people who don't have smartphones or maybe just don't even like using their smartphones. So we wanted to make sure that everyone could access it, access the system and configure the system in different ways. So we pushed hard to make it so that you don't need a smartphone to use it. You could just go to a web page and look at the data that way. Okay. Yep. And just to add to that, there's uh, there's actually a light that uh, lights up every time you press it. So there's a confirmation, a visual confirmation every time you tap it, saying, "Hey, we we register, we we you know we sense you tapping us. Everything's okay." So there's also that. 
Okay, so let's say if your wife went to take her prenatals, she could look and the light would be lit so she would know, or does that go off after a period of time, I would imagine, to not wear the battery down? or. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, the the way that currently, yeah, you, you hit you hit it right on the head. Um, we can do that. The, the the hardware is built to support that, but it has implications for battery life. So we think people who really want the the device to last for as long as possible, which is currently a little over a year, um, they'll probably not use that. They'll they'll instead choose to get the reminders through through the voice call or through um, a text message or something. Um, but it is it is possible, and we think that a, a number of people have been asking for the the LED to to blink when it's time to do the activity. And so that's something we'll support, but it does have the caveat of, as you said, it, it will wear down the battery faster. Okay, which which makes sense. Yeah, you just see everyone, you know, likes their notifications a little bit different and, and tweaking them, so you, you never know. The other thing I was thinking about... Um, you know, when I had mentioned about could you put could you put it on a Tupperware, you know, in the in the refrigerator, but that probably wouldn't be a good idea because that Tupperware could easily go into the microwave, <laughs> and you know that could that wouldn't be good, you know. So uh, on multiple levels there. So yeah, making sure uh, you know where you where you have your device um, located is uh, is definitely an important. Uh, important piece. I, I like that you know it can make a call to a phone. Is it? Um, can you give us an example? Let's say if you had, uh, if it was for medications, what would the what would the phone call say to somebody for notification? So this, the the beauty here is uh, you have again flexibility. So the way we imagine it is a pre-recorded message. Um, let's say. You know, you again, you have a grandma. You could, as the caregiver, you could just have a standard message that you pre record ahead of time saying, Hey, grandma, just friendly reminder. Um, it sounds like you may have forgotten today. You know, remember to take your medication. And then that way, every time she forgets, she gets this warm, friendly sort of greeting. Um, we can also do sort of a standard uh, message from our end, but we imagine most people will want that pre recorded. Uh, message option since it's just more friendly. Well, that's that's really nice. I, I think that that, um, especially in the world of of caregiving, um, it just is so much more personalized. And I think that that would be really, really well well received. Um, how long does it take to set this up? You know, if you set it up by a smartphone or if you set it up by your computer, what, what type of time frame would it take somebody to to actually set up? And I. I would imagine that's going to depend on how many devices they set up as well. Uh, actually, again, we, we wanted this system to, to really help both um, people taking medication but also their caregivers. So we wanted to make it as simple as possible. The only part of the system that currently requires the smartphone is the, the initial configuration. So, for example, uh, let's say I was setting this up in someone else's home. I would bring it over. I would... Um, plug the smart hub into the wall and uh, and I w- and then through the through the smartphone app I give it um, the it, the Wi-Fi password and, and network name that that process takes about 15 seconds and then at that point the smart hub um, knows how to send messages over the internet so it so at that point you don't need the smartphone anymore the droplets can just create a message they send it to the smart hub and then the smart hub passes it out to the to the network, which is, uh, and then the, and then our servers, our, our, our computers on the internet will send you the reminders from there. So the smartphone, the configuration of the system is very brief. Adding a new droplet is a snap. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's actually no time at all. You just, uh, you will uh, either, there, there are a number of different ways, but essentially you, um, you'll get a new droplet, you'll open it up out of the packet, and you'll input the serial um, either by scanning or, or just um, using this the smartphone to talk to it. Um, and then suddenly that, that droplet is now connected to your account. But again, it's the system is meant to be infinitely expandable, so it's very quick to add new droplets. Okay. And can you set, like, notifications to go up to more than one person? So... Um, or for more than one person to maybe review it would be a better route. So 
Um, you've got um, a droplet, let's say, on a pill bottle. We'll just use that as an example. Um, could that be? Um, could that information um, be shared with a whole family base so everybody can be accessing the information to that droplet? Um, routine, let's say if it is for a parent and the adult children are all wanting to monitor, monitor that together, is that possible? Absolutely. Uh, one cool uh, sort of example of this is uh, kids and chores, right? So let's say you have, you know, a pet goldfish. You could actually set it up such that, you know, if your kid forgets to do something, that notification gets uh, shared with the parent. Or the example that you just painted, which is, um, you know, let's say you're uh, an independent person for the most part, but you do want to share your notifications with your uh, adult child. You can set it up to share notifications. Uh, the other uh, uh, sort of last example would be, uh, I know that, you know, for certain routines, like my exercise routines, I, I love sort of having uh, what I call an accountability buddy. And mm -hmm. so you can actually set up the system such that, if I miss certain routines like, uh, you know, kind of drinking a protein smoothie every day or something like that, I can actually have it set up so that a friend gets notified and then that friend can <laughs> give, give, me a, give me a talking if I'm missing too many, too many times in a row. So that whole social aspect is actually a big component of the system. Okay. Well, very neat. Very neat. Um I'm just wondering, you know, for uh, do you have other advice for maybe how caregivers can use this to help people that they're caring for? Other examples at all that you wanted to share? Yeah. I think, you know, we've talked through a number of use cases. I think medications is a key one. As you mentioned, uh, any other activity of daily living, you know, such as uh, bathing or taking out the trash, um, if they have pets, any sort of pet-related responsibility, um, really, like, you can you could have 10 of these sort of set up throughout the house. And um, it, could be a, it, it can be a powerful way to sort of promote independence but also allow the caregiver to just keep, uh, keep a watchful eye to just make sure that, that, you know, everything is getting done and that the person is doing well. Well, yeah, my, um, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just wanted to add to that. When when we were developing this, you know, I um, we were starting to think, oh, well, we could do, you know, keep track of our vitamins, um, medication, that sort of thing. But a friend of mine pointed out that, uh, so his mother has has somewhat limited mobility, and he said, if if this works in the home and you can put droplets anywhere, then you can use it sort of in the manner of not a panic button, but like uh, a way to to let people know that you're okay in the house or maybe alternatively to let people know that you need some help. So if you're, so for example, um, uh, you can, you could set up the droplets around the house and, or carry one in your pocket and press it. If, uh, and, and then as, as Sohan said, you can share the data. So that button press that could notify whoever you want, really. So it could be used in the house in a similar manner to the, um, the I think they're called life alerts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that would be, that would be great. Now the, you know, the thing with like the life alerts, um, you know, there's a, there's a cost. Um, typically a monthly fee for that. Is there a monthly fee to stay connected to this, or is this a one-time um, charge for the product? Um, how does how does that work, Sohan? So there's no monthly fee. So it's just the one-time uh, purchase when you buy the system. So That's going to make uh, people happy. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the okay. other really cool thing that um, maybe we haven't touched upon is just the the fact that it's an internet connected button and so you can actually automate a number of features um, you know for example you could auto text someone you could have a dedicated button that sort of sends a loved one a message saying hey you know I'm, I'm on my way home or you know I just checking in and so you could have a button dedicated to that and so you can imagine like 
someone using this maybe in their office to text their loved one just saying, you know, I'm coming home. Um, and really, you can, again, sort of, there's endless possibilities here because whatever you can do online, you will eventually be able to set it up such that by pressing droplet, that online action gets initiated. Mm-hmm. So down the line, for example, you'll be able to reorder certain products from online retailers. Uh, the example we always talk about is something like uh, toilet paper. You know, that's something you never want to be caught without. So imagine a button <laughs> in the pantry where you would just tap droplet and the next order of toilet paper gets uh, automatically um, uh, set up for you. Okay. You know, one of the things that when you were talking about other uses that just hit me that I think would be really nice, and I've seen products out there like this that just do this, um, but your your product does so much more, is to even have a routine call to somebody. Um, even I, I just think of myself uh, right now traveling and stuff, and if my mom was still alive and maybe I couldn't call her at night to say goodnight, I could I could at least send her a message and saying, Mom, you know, I'm I'm busy working, but I'm always thinking about you and just want to say have a great evening or something and, and love you, you know, boom. And just so she would she would hear my voice and and just to be able to have that connection to let let them know that you're thinking of them or a reminder for a person with dementia that you know I'll be home at five o'clock, um, you know, for dinner, you know, whatever it might be. But just being able to set up maybe even those gentle reminders during the day that you're not alone, um, even if you are alone, you're, you know, you're not alone. I, I'm still there and caring for you and thinking of you. I, I think that that could could possibly um, give some people um, some calmness, you know. Um, and, again, depending on where the disease is, it's going to vary because it, it, it might agitate somebody because they might want to be talking back to you and not understand that it's a message. Um, and so I think you'd have to be clear in that up front and at the end, you know, that this is, that this is a message um, type deal. But... Uh, just another use that that might be possible for some families um, and friends. The other thing that I like about this is, you know, I'm I'm very much about looking at our similarities instead of our differences when it comes to disease, and this is something everybody could use. So, uh, let's say you're a sandwich generation, you're caring for your parents, and yet you've got young kids at home. I mean, you could set droplets up for you know your your little guy to make his bed every day or to pick up his dirty clothes and put them in the laundry or brush his teeth or whatever it might be. And then it it makes it more normal. It's not that I have to have this button because I'm ill or something's wrong, but it's just helping me manage life. Um, and I think that that's a really strong statement to be said, and I think it's something that um, people, especially with chronic illnesses, want to feel. I hear that from them all the time. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be different. You know, I, I want to be able to, um, I, I want to be, I want people to see me for who I am, not the disease um, that happens to be part of me. And, um, you know, when you can utilize something over a, a wider platform, um, sometimes it's easier to get somebody who is ill or has a chronic illness to utilize something when it's when it's not seen just for an illness. You know, you have to do this to help me um, manage you. Um, it, it's more of an independence factor and um, and something that everybody is using um, to manage their life. Does that does that make sense? Um, Joshua, yeah. you? How about you? Yeah, Sohan? sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, Lori, that's a really important point is um, taking away sort of the stigma associated with certain products or certain activities. And uh, that was something that was really important to us when we started developing this. Uh, we wanted something that was available for everyone and that should be used by anyone. And uh, I think we've done that, and you know, I, I use it for my vitamins. You know, we have other teammates that use it for feeding the fish, and you know, we we think about this as a as a consumer product actually more than 
uh, a medical product. So I think mm-hmm. I think your point is is well taken. It's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Just if I could add to that. Um, sure. Yeah. The the device. Um, when we started out, certainly we had medication reminders foremost in our mind, but it's really been through showing the product to other people that we've realized that we can do other things with it. And that has informed the design. I mean, you know, I think we've all seen, I mean, Sohan and I both come from the medical device industry, and we've seen chunky, gross medical devices and, and <laughs> things that look, you know, they look out of place in the home. They, they sort of announce to the world, oh, I'm sick, I'm, I'm, I'm unwell, and, and we wanted to get away with that. So that we tried to make them really nice, simple, unobtrusive, uh, not hard on the eyes, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah we, we'd like it, this to be a device that everyone can use and everyone would enjoy to have in their home. Yeah, I could see this being used, like I said, with kids and just, you know, sometimes you go through challenges with uh, it, it, maybe it's chores or maybe it's a, a behavior mod program, but just boom, you know, homework's done, you know, and again, be, being able to just help them organize and track, because a lot of times I think um, kids don't always track and as adults that can carry over to us too, you know, for ADHD or, or whatever, um, but help us stay focused. And, and when people can see kind of a, a track record that really doesn't take any time to do other than to push a button, I think sometimes it's easier to um, for people to logic and feel the need and see the need for change and routine um, to set up patterns and stuff. So I think that that's really a cool uh, a cool advantage with something like this as well. One of the things people with dementia say all the time is life is easier for them typically when it stays routine. And so if it's 3 o'clock every day they have to take a pill or they're taking the garbage out or they're cleaning the cat litter box out or, you know, whatever whatever it is, going for a walk, if it's kind of that same routine every day, um, they say for the most part it just makes their life a little a little bit easier with that. And so if this is started earlier on as people are getting diagnosed, um, you know, much earlier with this disease, that might that might be helpful. I mean there's no guarantee with that, but you know, it's it's worth a try. Um the the problem, you know, for most of us is that we don't like to try something until a lot of times it's too late um to embed it into our system as a routine. And you know, when you're having cognition problems, the the earlier the better with things like that. And I know Mayo has kind of a uh, habit program they call, and part of it is a calendar use of kind of building that routine. And, and I could see the droplet being utilized um, to help people um, in building building a routine as well, you know, with that process. Um, yeah, anything? that's a great oh, point. We. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, you, you, you really again hit it. The, the system is the way that we describe it internally on the team is that it's like a, it's a behavior modica- modification tool. So mm-hmm. a system that, <laughs> a system that is helping you um, optimally, you'll never get a reminder from because you'll, it will have helped you create those habits that, to get, mm-hmm. to get into the routine. Life, life is simpler for everyone when there's a routine, not, not just not just people who are, are taking medication regularly or um, who maybe are have early onset dementia. It's, it's, so the, the system works best when it's used to, to help you modify and create better habits. And part of, that is, um, part of that is just forming a routine, but part of that is getting timely reminders when you drift off routine, and then also being able to track your behavior to see that there has been gradual improvement or to to be able to identify those areas that cause you it, it cause disruptions in your routine. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you're supposed to take a pill every day Tuesday afternoon, but you or let's say every afternoon, but you're always missing on Tuesday, uh, you'll the record will show that you always miss on Tuesday and you'll be able to hopefully figure out, hmm, what what disrupts my behavior on Tuesday? Oh, that's the day that the um that the garbage is taken or that's the day the mailman shows up. So, Mhm. Yeah, which makes a yeah, lot of so sense. The, I, I, oh, go ahead. Yes, sorry. No, 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 no. I was done. 
<laughs> I was just thinking even like for myself, I, I sit at my desk a lot, you know, because I'm, I'm on the computer constantly and I need to get up and move around. And it's real, and I know that I need to do that and I can put it on my phone to do that, but I, I don't because I have these other things pending. But if I had that little reminder kind of bugging me with that snooze, like get off your butt and go for a walk, Lori, or, <laughs> you know, do, you know, do some yoga, do something, um, you know, maybe that would prod me. Plus, it, having that tracking system of, of how often I'm I'm breaking my own rule, you know, type thing, bending it for whatever reason. I say it's a priority, but yet it's real clear I'm not making it a priority. <laughs> you know, um, droplet might might help um, keep people on track like that. Which is, you know, those types of things can be really important for caregivers as well because, um, you know, we don't typically take time for ourselves. And that might just be a reminder of, hey, it's time for coffee with my friends or I'm going to go read a book. I need to get rejuvenated. It's okay for me to breathe, you know, and get refilled on however I need to do that. Um, it would be an interesting way to, to log that, too, because usually that's so low on people's lists of what to do. And if you can get other things in your life um, more orchestrated and, like you said, in a routine, that that will ease the burden and the stress level that you're carrying. Um, and, and again, you know, care partners, stress level is so high. So I think there's so many different ways that, that droplet can be used and, and really help people, you know, live their lives um, better and give them kind of a self-monitoring um, system that's, that's not a, this sounds kind of goofy, but not a shameful one. A lot of monitoring systems, you know, there's shame in, you know, I didn't do this right or I didn't, you know, do that. And and this is just seems to be a nice gentle reminder um, and 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 easily adjusted so people can look at it and go, well, you know, I said I was going to do it at three, but really maybe three is just not a good time for me to do that because there's all these reasons. So maybe I need to do this at one or maybe I need to do it at seven you know, um, to try to squeeze it in. And it sounds like it wouldn't be too difficult to change that time um, and still get the task done. And and I think that that's really a, um, a beautiful thing about, about your product um, and its abilities with that. So, um, gosh, we've almost been talking an hour here. Who, who would have thought, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's always interesting when we start chatting on on things because there's just so much that that comes to mind, um, you know, when you look at all the different uses and things. Now I know that you've got a, a Kickstarter program up right now. Sohan, can you tell people a little bit about how that they how they can get involved? I know that you've got a great video up there that that shows them, you know, how it's used um, or how it can be used, and um, you know, you've got a, a deadline here to raise your funds. So you want to give people kind of an update on your Kickstarter program? Yeah, definitely. So we've got two weeks left on our Kickstarter campaign, and we're very close to our goals. We would love uh, support, whether it's through a pledge or just sharing on social media. And the best and fastest way to get to the Kickstarter site is if you just go to www.meetdroplet.com. It will redirect you to the Kickstarter page. Okay, meat droplet. I like that. That's that was. Who thought of that one? That's a that's a it's a, just a nice nice way to re, be able to remember that, and not too complicated. Was that something that exactly. Kickstarter? We, we can't take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take credit for that one. No, other other people who are better at this uh, gave us these ideas. I if it was up to me, it would have been something horrible and forgettable. Um, I, I did want to mention that um, the, the uh, yeah, if you're if you're interested to get getting involved, you can go to meatdroplet.com. Um, the Kickstarter campaign is um, it's it's based on pledges, so people if they like an idea, they can get behind it, um, give us a little bit of um, money as a pledge, and then if we get to our our target goal, and we're we're pretty close to the target goal right now. Then uh, we say that we can we can ship the product. So it's a it's an all or nothing nothing game. It's uh, so I don't know if your if your listeners are familiar with the Kickstarter system, but it's a um, it's a an interesting way for little companies like ours to raise a bit of money to get a new product out there. But yeah, it, it definitely depends on 
user support and people getting involved. Okay, because there are some programs out there that even if you don't get your goal, you can still keep your money, and then but the product may never you know come to fruition and stuff. So this yeah. one you're saying, <laughs> this one you're saying we either get it's it all or, or we nothing. don't get it. Yep, and and yep. I really think that's the nothing. way to go. Yeah. And you guys are are really nice and close, and so I wish you I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, now they can go to your your website as well, which is dropletlife.com. dot um, Again, that's droplet d r o p l e t, and then life l i f e dot com, and get information there as well. And um, you know, I just like I said, I wish you guys the the best of luck with this. I um, please keep keep us posted here at Alzheimer's Speaks on your outcome um, with with Kickstarter and uh, where you go from here. I I just think it's I think your product just has so many uses that uh, it's going to be interesting to to watch in the future um, how people utilize this. Definitely. And thank you so much, Lori, for having us. Uh, this has been really pleasurable. Well, good. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Good. Thank you for all the kind words. Appreciate it. Yep. Well, you guys have a wonderful day, and uh, we will be in touch in the future. I, I can't wait to hear from you. Okay? Okay. Thanks. Okay. okay thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Well, what a neat, Bye. neat product. Um, very excited uh, that we were able to have the co-founders of Droplet on, uh, Joshua Nurth and uh, Sohan Japa. Um, really a neat product. Again, if you if you have a chance, just go to DropletLife.com. That's D-R-O-P-L-E-T. Droplet and then Life L I. FE.com, where you'll be able to get more information on that on that product. Uh, lots of uses for reminders and, and tracking. Really a pretty easy system to be able to use. I'm just going to throw out a few um, highlights for you. Our last show was uh, Help for Struggling Caregivers with Michelle Chafee, who's developed an online caregiving tool, um, and that's going to be launching uh, mid-May. Uh, next week, we are going to have on author Maggie Latouro, who cared for her mom who had Alzheimer's, and she wrote the book, The Gift of Alzheimer's. And I'm really excited to have her on because um, the gift of Alzheimer's is not something that we normally hear, and I, I say that all the time. My mom's disease was probably the biggest gift I'll ever receive in my in my lifetime. Um Next Dementia Chats um, is going to be in a couple of weeks, uh, the second Tuesday of the month. And our last one, which is recorded, all of them, you know, go to our About page on alzheimerspeaks.com and you can you can find all the, the past Dementia Chats. On that one, we discussed um, getting dementia aware and friendly as well as our healthcare system. Uh, lots of holes in our healthcare system. And how much advocates are needed. And I just want to, <coughs> excuse me, give a shout out to um, Steve Ponis, uh and uh, Paul Ann and uh, Robert and Harry for helping us with that. And uh, my throat is just taking a turn here. So excuse me. <coughs> uh, I'm thinking I'm over this virus, but I guess not quite yet. Uh, we also had a couple of great articles on the blog. One is why Americans uh, should embrace aging. A uh, wonderful article has a lot about long-term care um, and and how we have to do better planning. And then um, I just there was a, a a nice article too on the city of Roseville, Minnesota, and their mission to improve life with dementia. And I was um, actually able to be part of. Um, of their kickoff on the 23rd, which was really a lot of fun. We had standing room only in the city council chambers. We had about 20 different speakers, um, all highlighting, coming together, um, and they are kicking off an educational series through the Roseville um, Alzheimer's and Dementia Community Action Team and the Roseville ACT program, of which I'm part of both and uh have had great uh, great success with uh those edu- they've had a couple of educational programs 
roll out already. And um, so if you're interested in finding out about being more dementia-friendly, you can go to this article on the Alzheimer's Speaks blog. It was posted on the 29th. It'll give you a lot of information and a lot of links as well. I want to give one last um, shout-out to, again, some of my favorite organizations. Um, I would encourage you to to get involved in the um, clinical studies. And you can go to alzheimerstudies.com where you could really make a difference in somebody's life um, for someone you love with dementia. Um, again, you can join an Alzheimer's uh, disease clinical trial today. You can go and take a survey, and there is no insurance that is needed to participate, which is really a very, very cool thing. Go to alzheimersstudy.com for more information. And uh, if you're interested in becoming a purple angel, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. Uh, click on our About page and then go ahead and click on the um, Purple Angel tab. There you'll get information on how you can be part of uh, this program. Again, it costs no no money and takes very, very little time um, to utilize that symbol. Let's see. Don't forget about the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation as well as the Lewy Body and uh, Frontal Temporal Lobe uh, Association and the National Aphasia Association. And again, if you're here in Minnesota, check out Home, um, HealthStar Home Health. Absolutely fantastic organization doing wonderful, wonderful work. I am going to go ahead and sign off for now just because I am here. And we will talk to you next week. Have a blessed week, everybody, and we'll talk soon. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.